Welcome! We are have fun! We yes. excite! We are broadcasting behind the Iron Curtain in Russia! Pakistan! Pakistan, wherever. It's <laughs> not even Russia anymore, up. is it? Isn't it called something else now? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not very hip to uh, political politics and whatnot. Well, welcome back, guys, to Beyond the Veil podcast. We post every Monday. Every Monday. And we'll be adding more content as we go, but if you like what you hear, please share. Please let people know. Yes. We just want we want we want to get out <laughs> the fucking excitement that we have talking about this shit. And we got some good shit planned for you. What are we doing today, Mike? Today, man, today's episode actually. Well, first of all, are we gonna go to the episode? Yeah. Okay, fuck it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, in a bucket. <laughs> okay. No, we were really thinking about what cool ideas for a, a show, and we we're thinking about drug movies. Not specifically drug movies, but movies where horror fl- films where drug is a uh, drug is a driving force right. of the plot. The plot. Yes. So not just one where somebody's doing drugs, but where drugs are the direct reason that the story is happening. Right. So we're we're gonna be talking about a lot of movies like that. We watched a couple today. Oh yeah. To keep it fresh in our brains. But uh, how you been doing, man? I've been doing pretty good. Yeah? Or pretty well, whatever the correct terminology is. <laughs> well, it's hard to say, you know, like it feels like, I guess we're kind of, you know, we get in our ruts of uh, work and stuff, so there's really nothing to talk about that. Although we are still working on the FearCon stuff oh, yeah. uh, with Fangoria and uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona. That If you guys haven't heard the last podcast, we are going to be doing some fun things with Fangoria FearCon here on October 7th through the 9th. We'll have more information on that, but that's what we've been kind of doing behind the scenes other than our regular jobs. So that and drinking and watching horror movies like everybody else, right? Well, yeah, I was going to say, what the other thing I've been up to is... Uh, oh, my bad. No, it's all good, man. <laughs> like I was saying, like I, I want you to check it out bef- before if before I leave if it's cool. Okay, yeah. I got the... Uh, I got my new phone the other day. Okay. And I went out and finally bought the uh, Gear VR for my phone. Oh, that's right. Yes. And... Uh, there's a lot of really cool horror games because virtual reality, virtual reality, virtual reality, reality, virtual. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> there's this one game I got. It's called Affected or Afflicted, I think. The Afflicted. Man- that sounds familiar. The Manor. It is. Oh. It is so cool. It's literally like a, a haunted house game where you're just like on rails and t- I mean, you can still move around and look, but you're. You're moving through a haunted house and all this weird. Oh, so it's shit. like you're on a roller coaster kind of. Oh, uh, not way. really, but you you know how like um, some video games that are on the rails, like when you 
kill all the guys in the first person shooter. You right. Move to, you move to the next area, then you kill all the guys. Move to right. the next area. It's kind of like that. You go into the room. You do. All, you look at all the shit in the room. You go to the next room, but you can't really go back. Then you go to the next room. Go to the next room. Go to the next room. You know, I thought about like putting that thing on and playing that and videotaping me like an idiot. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like a complete idiot. You're like, you know, <laughs> like I'm completely deprived, and I'll just be like, I don't even know what with that fucking helmet on. Look at like bump into a wall or something, or trip over it and break a glass into my neck or something. But yeah, no, I'm dude. I'm I'm all about trying it. I'm not a hundred percent sold on VR, and if any of you guys are, my bad. Well, this this may change your idea because really, well, because it's designed specifically for that phone, and the the HMD is developed by Oculus, okay. in conjunction with Samsung. So it kind of works. Real it, well. it works. I was fucking just. Well, I did try that one video, and the one with the doll and shit, that was weird. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't the... This it is, did scare me, because like, I turned, and she was right there, and I was like, ah! <laughs> and I pissed a little. <laughs> I peed. But anyways, yeah. I that's, peedled. That's, that, <laughs> but that's me. What have you been up to, dude? <laughs> uh, I really haven't been doing too, too much, man. I, I thought I found a piece of gold in one of the storage units. It was this... It looked shiny and nice and, like malformed it was like me and my buddy who i work with in this job we got so fucking excited because an ounce of gold is like thirteen hundred dollars and we bought this unit for like 70 bucks so we were like oh my god like this may be pay dirt right now for this little tiny thing that we found in a jewelry case turned out she was like okay let's have a look and she just grabs her little magnet with her finger and like casually dragged it over to it and watched it link to it. She's oh. like, sorry, guys. No. <laughs> no, but in my mind, I was like, you're just getting a kick out of this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, this is not gold. No, but I was I was just like, you could have made money. Why are you? T-? And we just were so defeated. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you find something like that in yeah. a storage unit, it's like, what the fuck? But anyway, enough about my borage dirt rat job. We are going to be doing something special again, like we did last Whee! episode. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to round two of Horror Shots. Horror Shots! If you can hear this. That's not him masturbating. Yeah. (laughs) That's not me shaking my titties. (laughs) Uh, Man boobies. (laughs) No, this, uh, we have a new horror shot that we're going to be doing today. And to be honest, I think uh, my girlfriend pointed out that maybe we should just put the uh, ingredients and how to make it on the website. So like on our Facebook, if you guys have a chance to go there, go to facebook.com forward slash beyond the veil cast. So it's facebook.com forward slash beyond the veil cast. Or you can go on our Twitter, and we'll probably post it on there, too, at BTVCast. And what is the other one? SoundCloud. We'll post it on there, too. AskClown? AskClown. But this one's called Chucky. This is a Chucky drink, and it's got vodka, pineapple, triple sec, and you mix it all together. And then we're going to pour it out. Shut up and dry before I kick your fucking teeth in. (laughs) Brad Dorff. Brad Dorff, man. He is fucking phenomenal, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, not only is he as cool as Chucky, man, but... He was so good, he really never was able to get out of that rut, I think. And that happens to a lot of actors who are a part of iconic styles. Oh, I or, know. Or, like, characters or whatever. It's so. hard to break out of it. I'm surprised somebody like Daniel Radcliffe... Right? With Harry Potter or whatever? Yeah, yeah I know. Well, that's why he got fucking naked. He was like, I'm gonna break out of this bitch and fucking yeah. get naked I on the stage. I wanna get naked with a horse. I'm gonna take a shit on the stage. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> fuck you. I'm fucking Harry Potter, bitch. <laughs> 
Fuck you, Slytherin. He pulled his wand out naked. You know what I mean? He's like, Aaron Estrada! And he squirted on the audience. <laughs> Check out this trick. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hey, if you guys have a problem with us being foul, well, deal with it. <laughs> this shot... All right, so let's smell this first, okay? It smells fantastic. It does. It smells like pineapple goodness. I know. Mm. Like if my balls were for hanging enough, I could dip them all the way in the glass. All right, let's taste this shit. Smells a lot better. Wow, my nipples just poked through my shirt. (laughs) I lost my erection. And I have to get a new t-shirt. My new Hellraiser shirt's gone. Yeah, this would be better with rum and more pineapple juice. Wow, man. That made my hair stand up. Like, (laughs) it did not smell that strong, did it? No, it's a vodka, man. Vodka's deceiving. Yeah. Oof. And it was Stoli. Stoli in this one. Yeah. Actually, it's not quite bad. It's not quite bad. It's not as bad as fucking... Mary's blah 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 blah. Mary <laughs> Mary's uh, hemoglobin pro- yeah, prolapsed asshole. Hemoglobin disorder that makes her blood transparent. Blah blah blah. God, if I have to say that again. Yeah, I don't think I ever want to put Worcestershire sauce. Well, let's cheers day. again. We never did. So cheers. Cheers, my friend. So we we were supposed to do shots of this, but we literally poured like four in a cup right now. So I'm gonna sip it the whole show. It, it's a bit strong, but I can still drink it. I can take it. Yeah, it's a nipple pusher. <laughs> All right, that was it for shots. This just in from the Western Front. It's the news. Here is the fucking news. God, we have a lot of kind of cool news coming up. Uh, let me open up my fazone here. Okay, straight up, right off the bat, Rings, man. Oh, the new Rings trailer. Yeah, you know what? I, a lot of people are kind of looked like they were hating on it. They are. I, I'm. It was a, typical to hate it. I mean, I understand why people don't like it because it kind of went south, and they kind of took something that was good and yeah. kind of shit on it. But I, I don't have any problem with it. it. It doesn't look that bad, dude. I, I'm actually kind of excited. I think it looks better. It looks almost like more artistic. Than some of the previous ones before. Although the first Ring remake, American version, whatever, was kind of artistic. I mean, yeah. they, and we talked about that last episode with the finger thing. So it's funny that this week or last week on last Wednesday, um, that the new Rings trailer came out. But I know a lot of you guys probably are not big fans of of the Ring anymore. But to me, I kind of miss that shit. You know, I miss I miss that creepy fucking Asian sort of cinema sort yeah. of thing. Like. It went away for a long time because it got shoved down our throats. Yeah. So I'm kind like of okay tentacle. with it being back. Yeah. But oh, to, oh, another point to point out, by the way. I have not seen this, guys, and I've heard that it is out. But if you get a chance and you want to have a little fun, like Jason versus... Oh, yeah, Fre- or dude. Or Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, dude. You can... There is a movie called the Sadako versus what is the Grudge called in in uh, Korea? Grudge Grudge you? Well, it's basically <laughs> the Grudge versus the Ring. Yeah. So it's like Freddy versus Jason, and it's like kind of silly. Like you see the Grudge walk down the stairs, and it's like, <laughs> and it crushes the tape in oh, front of the yeah. ring girl so it's like I don't know dude that just looks silly enough for me to want to watch that so I want to see it though it looks cool <clears throat> so what okay. other news do we have Sam? what other news do we have okay so there was a festival I forget which festival it was uh, or a convention I'm sorry where I think Sam Raimi and, uh, was talking about Evil Dead 4 
Oh, okay. It's kind of interesting. He was going over. I think Ivan Ramey may have been there as well. I don't correct, correctly Ivan remember. Ivan Ivan Ramey, his brother. Oh, Ramey. Ivan Ramey. They they were talking about uh, ideas that they had for Evil Dead Four. Okay. How they start? They they never really made the film, but they wrote a bunch of stuff. They started reading writing screenplays for it, and they had spider one... webbing ideas. <laughs> Is that what they call it? I don't know. <laughs> spider webbing. Fuck! I don't know. I just remember drawing a big bubble in English class, and they were like, "Here's your idea," and then you branch it out into other ideas, and you draw a line. I thought you were making a Spider-Man Sam Raimi joke. You didn't learn this in school. Am I the only one? Am I, I didn't sc- learn that. Wow. I went to public school. Maybe. I, well, I went to like special school. So. <laughs> Short bus school. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally okay. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, one of the iterations of the film they had, which was kind of interesting, uh, had to do with Ash in the future and Ash in the present, from what I can understand. Okay. So like two Ashes going on at the same time. Kind of makes sense. And then one Ash was like fighting machines or something. They made reference to Terminator. <laughs> and they just kind of stopped writing it because it was so stupid and absurd. But the point that I liked about the article, is it better to have Evil Dead 4 or more Ash versus the Evil Dead? What do you guys think? I don't know. Hmm. Because I thought Ashford's is Evil Dead was entertaining, but it didn't like knock my socks off. No, I was I was hoping for a little bit more, but yeah. I think everybody is because it's such a like it's so huge, man. It's, it's like such a big part of everybody's like childhood horror. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants to be Ash fighting evil. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants to be in that world. I like Ash versus Evil Dead, guys. There is some really funny stuff in there. I did enjoy it, but man, I was really hoping for something a little bit more. And I hope season two is going to kick me right in the fuck hole. Yeah. Because I want it to, like, really bad. You I'm rooting it? for it. It's like it's like that friend that you're like, he's so cool, though, dude. You just don't know. <laughs> and, like, you want to, like, show him to your friends. And, like, no, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next item real quick. This one's in the same era. Oh. Okay. Lee Majors looks like she's going to be rocking on season two of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Oh. Pretty interesting. Six million dollar man, if you guys aren't familiar. Lee Majors. That's for us old folks. Old folks. And if you're here, raise your canes. Raise those canes up. Raise those canes in the air like you just don't care. That's actually kind of cool, man, because he brings some clout to the show. Not that it needed any extra clout. I think it'll be fun with him in there. Yeah, it's cool because he has some really serious... Like acting chops, he's been around for a while. Dude, he hasn't. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. It might be interesting. He's was he from, in like Dallas or something? Ah, oh, I forget what the other show he was in. Like I he, just remember watching Six Million Dollar Man as a kid a lot. Oh wow! And I remember the song and everything like from the <laughs> beginning. I won't sing it. I'll save you guys. Um, but yeah, having Lee Majors as his dad. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool because we never gone. That's something we've never gone into in any of the Evil Dead movies. Right. Ash's previous life. That's yeah, that is kind of interesting, and it kind of brings back to like what Evil Dead Four would be like. I mean, when you said the whole thing about, the, I'm just gonna bring this back. Sorry, because oh, it's no it's still fresh in my brain. When you said the whole thing about the Terminator Two and Ash in another dimension and everything like that, it kind of reminds me of how the comic books go. And if you guys have read any of the comic books, have you ever read any of the Army of Darkness comic books? Actually, no, dude. They have Reanimator versus Army of Darkness versus Reanimator. They have, there's like a ton of different versions that they try to do. They, of course, they do Freddy versus Ash, or Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which is like a whole universe. Oh, wow. Part of the reason they wouldn't even do the movie, because they were going to do a movie, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. That would have been cool. Is because they wouldn't let Ash die. 
Because they basically wanted them all to die oh, from trying to kill each other. That's stupid. And they were like, and Sam Raimi was like, duh, you can't kill fucking Ash. He, his whole existence is to be damned to fight these things and live through it. <laughs> like, you can't kill him. Yeah, dude. So he wouldn't do it, and he wouldn't sign off on it. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either, dude. Well, not only that, but Ash is so iconic, and he's been around, you know? And like I said, so many people love him to death. Right. And to get rid of that kind of character, right. it's like killing off Jean-Luc Picard, you know, from, <laughs> from Star Trek. You just can't do it. I will say, though, I love you fucking Bruce, man. Fuck, dude. Like, I'm so glad that you were willing to go back to the role. Like, that's so cool of you, man. Oh, for sure, man. Thank you for that, you know? But in the same regard, I feel like the show's suffering a little bit. It's stumbling. It's just stumbling a little bit. It could get better and better and better. And I think, you know, with more interest, I think this second show, this second season is going to be the most important. So hopefully Lee Majors throws that fist in its ass. Straight up, the next one's pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original... George right. Romero is getting a 4K yes! release. Fuck! the! Fr- I remember one of the first fucking Blu-ray movies that they put on fucking DVD, what, or Blu-ray, was Dawn of the Dead. And it was the same thing with DVD. Dude, that movie I don't is- know why that movie always gets picked first for fucking new formats. I, I, I'm just happy, dude, because like, it's literally one of the reasons I got into film. Right. Yeah, you it's know? a really... That Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite movies. I love Night of the Living Dead. But Dawn of the Dead went so much further. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not even messing around. Like, literally, it's one of the reasons I got into zombies before zombies were hip. Because, right. you know, zombies nowadays, it's like, oh, zombie this, zombie that. Yeah, well, it's like zombie cereals, zombie TVs, zombie wallpapers, zombie paint. I know. Zombie, zombie condoms. Zombie I was just going to say that, you cocksucker. <laughs> You're going to say condoms? Yeah. <laughs> Slip what on a- some dead skin <laughs> with no zombie con. No foreskin? How about dead skin? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck lambskin. This is zombie skin. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, it is kind of overdone. But still, that is a classic. It is. And the fact that, I mean, they just pretty much just shit out a, like, a quick 1080p last, the first time when Blu-rays first came out. Yeah. This one's like a new 4K transfer. I'm sure that they're going to have, like, new features, hopefully. Like, don't be stupid. Um, I have the... DVD set of Dawn of the Dead up there behind your head, and that has like the Italian version with the different music and everything. That, oh shit! Um, and it's got like every version that oh, you cool. can have. I will never get rid of that until they actually do that again, because it is a great DVD set. If you guys, if you guys have that DVD set of Dawn of the Dead, hands up, put your canes up, put your canes up, raise them canes, <laughs> raise them canes, baby. Speaking of raising oh oh canes. oh oh, getting into the meat of our, oh no your new releases. Ah uh, yeah, so let's let's go ahead and just kick it off into the new releases since that's it for the news, right? Yo, dog. All right. We got some new releases and some new stuff that's coming out. Did my research. Um, they're actually bringing Scream Factory, by the way. Is bringing out Raising Cain again with John Lithgow, who, as you may or may not know, was in Third Rock from the Sun. Also Dexter, and he Dexter he, he was tore the, it up in Dexter. What was he the? Uh, he played a serial killer in Dexter. Yeah, but what was he called the Gemini Killer? Oh yeah, I think it was the Gemini. Killer. I don't remember, but he he was he was killer man. He was really he was killer at being a no killer. No pun intended. Oh my <laughs> <Dun-dun-dun>. god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
Ten dollar or no wait, that's like a penny joke right there. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure you know Screen Factory. It says it's coming out on September 19th, and then with regular fashion with Screen Factory, as you guys may or may not know, if you order it directly from Screen Factory, you get it two weeks early. Oh, so any of the releases, you can always get it two weeks early. They'll mail it out to you, which is super cool, and that's a smart way to to kind of battle. All the distributors that they fucking hook up with. Yeah. Because you can't just cut them out. Uh-huh. You can't just sell them yourself because you'll fucking cut out like millions of dollars or whatever the fuck. Maybe not millions, but a lot of money. Lots but, of money. Um, but yeah, again, Raising Cane is being re-released for Scream Factory, New Transfer, everything. It's actually a pretty good movie. I haven't seen it in a while, so it could be garbage for all I know. But if you got some fans, shout out in the comments there. Um, But we also have uh, a new movie coming out on September 19th that I haven't heard much about. Like, so weird. Is this the one with the the rooms? Yeah, I love the fact, and if you guys haven't heard of this, it's called Abator or Abator. Yeah. Which (laughs) I'm not. It's called Abator. I mean, maybe maybe that's a $10 word for me right here, and it could be like a $2 word for you guys, but a slaughterhouse is what Abator means. Ah. Apparently, I just looked this up. Through the magic of editing, Schlotterhaus ah. <laughs> is uh, directed by Darren Lynn Boozman or Bosman Boozman. I'm pretty sure it's Boozman. I'm a Boozman, but he's the guy that is responsible for. And they they put this in the trailer. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, Saul two, Saul three, Saul four. He did all those movies. Which Saul two had one of the craziest scenes I remember for the Saul series is where. He the chick falls into the pit of fucking needles. Oh yeah, of hype like used needles. I think I saw that one, dude. That, (laughs) uh, what the fuck? Like, just not only are you getting stabbed a million times, but you're falling on dirty fucking needles. Like, what the fuck? But anyway, that guy, (laughs) Darren Lynn Boozman, he's actually done quite a bit of work. He also did one of my favorite movies. It's a torture revenge movie called Mother's Day. Oh, dude. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he did that dude, movie. Dude, I haven't seen that in so many years. Dude, uh, it's not the trauma film. No, the old one where it has her holding the... No, I'm thinking of April Fool's Day. You're thinking of April Fool's... Yeah, I have... I think we've talked about this before. He directed this movie called uh, Mother's Day, and I know I'm going way off topic, but it's got Rebecca De Mornay in it. Oh, wow. And if you guys haven't seen this movie... This has some of the craziest mind-fucking manipulation and, like, okay. causing people to fight against each other and huh. shit like that. It's really cool. Like, this is... I love that movie. Mother's it's Day. It's not perfect, okay? Don't fucking chew my face off. Don't misbehave. But this Mother's Abattoir Day. movie, if you guys haven't seen it, we'll put the link in the comments. It's a brand new trailer, along with the, the Ring trailer. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. I mean, it, it doesn't really show a lot. But it does have the chick from Conjuring, um, or no, I'm sorry, Insidious, the old woman who's like the mind seeker. Okay, she was also yeah. in Kingpin, where she was like, "You jawed something loose, Tiger," <laughs> and then the guy, and then fucking Woody Harrelson's like puking in the toilet. <laughs> but it's that chick, the fucking medium girl. I can't think oh, of her cool. name. No, it looks good, man. It looks. I like it because it's a unique idea that I don't think I've seen before. Right. It's very weird and strange. I'm I all do. for weird and strange, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually pretty curious about it. And the crazy thing about it is I've never heard anything about it, and it's already coming out for Video On Demand August 29th and DVD September 19th. Damn, dude. So, and literally, um, 
long after this re- after we put this out actually the day we're releasing this is coming out so you better get up on the fucking VOD and watch that shit yo 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 <laughs> and one of my most favorite endeared movies that's going to be coming out here god it's a it's one of the best movies I think has ever been made and today is um, I'm a fucking liar today because it's called The Darkness if you guys haven't heard of this movie Whee! this wonderful piece of shit Sorry, it's my opinion. I apologize. I'm sure whoever wrote it, made it, and worked on it worked their fucking ass off. But I, this movie pissed me off. You got violently, got, physically angry? I got really pissed by the end. You and I was mad that I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I'm not like, joking. Not dude. only am I mad that it sucked, yeah. I'm mad that I sat here and watched it. I stared at myself in the face and I was like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Now, I saw the trailer. If you guys don't know who this movie is, The Darkness, it's got Kevin Bacon in it. And it's got a couple other, you know, known actors. It's basically about a family that moves into a house. Does this sound familiar? No. And all of a sudden, crazy shit happens. The son's, like, autistic. That's weird. (laughs) <laughs> not not that he's autistic. It but, has, you know. Okay, well, this family goes to fucking Grand Canyon, and they go off the path, and they're having a good time and Woo! having a real fun time. Like the Griswolds. And the autistic kid goes off and falls into a hole and finds, like, some rocks in a cave that you shouldn't touch. Wait, they have rocks in caves? <laughs> in, yeah, in Arizona. Well, that's weird, it's dude. But the Grand Canyon, uh, there's actually quite a few Indian legends that say that you shouldn't go into the Grand Canyon because it is considered the nature or like mother's vagina. <laughs> I'm not joking with this. <laughs> Mama's got a huge so gash. Literally, dude. <laughs> every time you go to the Grand Canyon, you're getting laid. You are penetrating Mother Nature. <laughs> I thought the whole legends were like, granted, I've not seen the film, but mm-hmm. I thought the legend was you're not supposed to like. Remove rocks from the canyon. Yes, that's exactly what happens in the fucking video. Okay, because I... Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and just spoil the fuck alert Dude. out of this shit out of this spoil- fucking shithole movie. <laughs> it is the most stereotypical fucking poltergeist wannabe fucking movie, like, ever. Like, ugh. I'm like, Kevin Bacon, You, I hope you got hand jobs and fucking $60 billion for this movie because it's the worst movie he's ever done. Wow, dude. And it's not that he did a bad acting job. It's just a shit horror movie. Fuck. I'm, I'm sorry if you guys disagree with me. Sound off with the hate in the comments. Okay? I, gotta, I gotta see it. I don't think I've actually seen it. I may... I, I can't... I don't think I've seen it. I'm sorry to the director, the writer. Just so you guys know, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're wonderful people, but whatever happened, you can just blame somebody else for it, okay? Because something went wrong. Blame the guy who hired you. Yeah, I don't know what went wrong, but something went really wrong. It's like it was almost kind of trying to like do old school tropes. Yeah, but it did it poorly. No, oh. like I just don't know how to explain it. It just it pisses me off. And if you have this sort of uh, unbridled hatred for something, let me know. Release your hate. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying not to, I'm trying to be understanding of this because <laughs> art doesn't work out the way you want it to every time. Sometimes you go on a ride. The art takes you where it goes. Sometimes it doesn't always go where you want it to go. I write music. I know what that's like. You know, yeah, my music yeah. isn't perfect. Um, but anyway, do you have any uh, anything that you're looking forward to in the future, though? Not as far as releases. None that I can think about. I'll tell you what. That uh, 4K transfer with the done. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, 
yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse or beat off a dead horse. You keep beating off a dead horse. <laughs> but it's... What is it lit- with you and dead horses? I don't know, man. They're just... They're just <laughs> it's an easy, easy... You know, they're just kind of laying there. Yeah, we know? got something important to do. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. But no, like, not only 4K, but just... Uh, I mean, granted, like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do with it because I don't have a 4K TV. Well, I mean, but it's, it's pretty still, much where we're going now, right? Yeah, definitely for sure. But I just know it literally is one of my favorite films of all time. Like I said, it's one of the reasons I got into film to begin with. Uh, Romero's one of my go-to guys outside of Craven. What would you say is your favorite scene in that? Uh, I don't know that it's a favorite scene. I just just like it conceptually. Just the whole idea. Well, I like the sequence where they get to the point where they get complacent. And they decide not to leave. Oh yeah, they where just, they get too comfortable. Yeah, and they decide to stay and like live and like. They're just delusional. They're going through the regular like, kind of like denial. Yeah, it's denial. It's like like dead. Like when you how you deal with death. Yeah, this thing they think is their salvation really is a giant coffin. Yeah, they just haven't realized it yet. Really great. Yeah, and I think that whole concept is amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. I love the part. And it's just a minor little bit part. And they're like, and nobody will know this anymore because spam. It was the only can of food that uh-huh. you could buy back in the day that had its own key. <laughs> and that part where they break into the top of the roof, and they land on the roof, I think it is. Yeah. And then they the break through the window, and then they find all the boxes of fucking spam. <laughs> and he was, like, eating it with a knife. And she was, like, looking at him all funky, and he was, like, don't knock it. it comes with its own key. <laughs> I don't know why that affects me, because... Like, thinking about it now and nowadays, like, everything has its own open jars. and Yeah. Like, can openers are, like, a thing in the past just about now. <laughs> anyway, that's my little tidbit of shit. Um, but today, we are going to be talking about... Drugs! 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 To some drugs, bro. Hey, man, no. you got some drugs, because I would do them if you got them, man. So, in to be realistic and to, like, be a part of... This drug horror movie thing that we're gonna do, I'm gonna shoot up a little uh, eight ball of heroin. Yeah, dude, do it up, man. Do you want me to uh, help you cook it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, let do me, cook uh, eight balls. I, I have no uh, idea. Can I lay the microphone on its side and put it on the ground so I can lay with it? Oh sure. I'll you know, just I'll... mumble into the mic while you talk. Yeah. Hey, I got this vial of cocaine. I was gonna stick it on my ass. I was gonna have you kick me till it breaks. <laughs> By the way, guys, don't do drugs. <laughs> Drugs are horrible. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. Not for kids. But no, drug horror movies. Guys, I'm sure you've known and seen plenty of movies that have drug references or whatever. But we want to focus on strictly movies that are plot driven with drug. Like a drug of some sort. Because it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's its own genre, but it's, there isn't that many out there. There really isn't. And it's because a lot of movies, like we said, a lot of films have drugs in them, but mm-hmm. not where it's the driving force of the plot. Yeah, like something will happen, somebody will take drugs in it, and then something happens to them, and then the plot goes back to normal. It's yeah. just like a side plot. Yeah. It's like a little side story. But this we want to focus on. And we actually sat down today and we watched a couple of movies. But before we get into those movies, we're going to talk about some of our. One's off our top of our head that we feel is semi-related to horror. For one, we talked about this last episode, Jacob's Ladder. Oh, dude. That's straight up drug-driven. Is it horror, though? Uh, Psychological horror. Psychological horror, for sure. Yeah, it's like a thriller. But that's horror, right? I mean... I, I think it goes in the category. I mean, 
you could maybe I've well let me say this I've always seen it as a horror film right actually within that it is same, freaky as fuck dude. yeah it has a lot of hor- horrific imagery mm-hmm. you know well he's so, in hell in his mind yeah for sure he's going to hell technically no I think it's definitely one of those to, to bring up for sure it's a fantastic film okay if you guys haven't seen or heard of Jacob's Ladder by the way this movie actually came out in 1990 right it's Vietnam oh yeah right? he's, he's in the war that's where they give him the drugs yeah if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it's like, who's the actor? Why am I thinking? Having, he was in the Hudsucker Proxy. and Tim Robbins. It's Tim Robbins, though. And uh, he was in the Hudsucker Proxy, He was, which is the one where he was like... I like that Invented movie. the hula hoop. Yeah, uh, and obviously his big one... That's a fun movie. I was going to say, obviously we got to mention um, Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption, of course. Yeah. That was a... Tim Robbins actually a pretty good movie. He's actually a pretty good actor. Yeah, he's pretty good. But Jacob's Ladder, man. Holy fuck. That's technically a mindfuck movie, but it is kind of horror because there's, like, demons versus heaven and angels. Yeah. Like, the whole back and forth. But essentially, if you guys haven't seen this movie, and, and I highly recommend it, both of us do, I'm sure, um, essentially what they're doing is that the government is, is basically without consent... Applying acid, high doses of acid, LSD, onto fucking these guys, these military guys' food. Oh, shit. And then sending them out to, like, war in Vietnam. And, like, the whole beginning of the movie is them getting ambushed. And I don't want to, like, spoil it here, but if, if, if just give me ten seconds after this spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So after this spoiler alert, don't listen now. Spoiler alert. So, basically, they're firing on themselves. Oh, shit. And they think it's like the Viet Cong. Huh. But they're on so much fucking high doses of fucking LSD, they don't know. Anyway, out of the spoiler alert, this movie has a lot of demons and angels and shit like that. And it is really psychologically fucked up. They take you all over the place. Yeah, dude. But that drug, that LSD drug that they put these guys in... That's uh, that's legitimate. Like they actually did that. I believe. I for, no, they did. I forget what the name of the project was. I forget what it is too. It's it's not it's not MK Ultra, but it's another one mm-hmm. where they took guys from. And I f- like I forget the name of the project, but it's where they took a bunch of soldiers and said, during Vietnam, and said, hey, rather than you know doing KP and cleaning kitchens and cleaning toilets, you guys want to come over here and and help us test some some things? Yeah. And then they gave some guys. And they didn't have any taste or anything. Or? Well, they gave some guys high doses of caffeine. Some guys. Yeah, Su- sugar like pills. as a placebo sort of th- sort of yeah. thing to see how. And then reacted. some guys got high doses of uh, I think psilocybin. Some guys got high doses of LSD. It's crazy. They just wanted to see what it would do, you know, because they were trying. I think they were trying to like I don't know. It was it's similar to MK Ultra to some degree. Well, and also what is this story about the men who stare at goats? I don't. Well, know, that was like a legitimate real story, but that was oh, later wow. on. I, I forget what it is, but you, if you guys want to do some research online, the government didn't really do a program like this. So this they did is, not. They did. Oh yeah, this I was is, yeah say. they they seriously did. Even to the point where like, and granted, I don't have the research in front of me, but yeah, we probably should have researched that a little more. I know. I'm just this is off the cuff, so don't yeah. quote me. But there was this one soldier in France, I think, and he already had some sort of history of things he did that wasn't very good in the military. So when the U.S. government confronted the guy. Uh, and wanted to be part of this program, they kind of leaned on him because of what he did in order to get him to to be involved with the program. And they gave him so much fucking acid over so many days. Basically, when he got back after the war, his 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 life was like fucked up really bad. And it got to the point where he actually sued the government, and he wound wound up winning. This is the case. probably what spawned the story. 
It could be. But and it's the thing is like, as far as I remember, he was able to sue the government, make a bunch of cash because of what they put him through. But seriously though, well, yeah. Adrian Lin was the director. Yeah, and he is known for Fatal Attraction. Oh, which is a fucking flash kit. dance. Oh, flash dance. Some pretty big names. I know. So this is. This is like an off-Broadway title, although Fatal Attraction is a little bit more in line. Yeah. Because Which it's all psychological. But the the writer, Bruce Joel Rubin, he did Ghost, Stuart Little 2. <laughs> That's a weird one. Deep Impact. Sounds like a porno. And The Time Traveler's Wife. He's done a lot more than that, but Ghost is probably the most notable. Yeah. But yeah, Adrian Lin did some movies, so it was a good combination. Like, honestly, Jacob's Ladder... I don't mean to like jerk off to it so much with you guys, but like it is it is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies, and I'm so ashamed that we forgot it in the mindfuck episodes. It's all good. We can so, fuck our minds later. If you do if you haven't heard that one, it's it's about two episodes ago, it was our third episode. We're on our fifth episode, by the way. Holy shit holy. Right? We're getting old now. I'm old now. We're so old. There's some other movies that we could bring up. One of the movies I don't think you've seen, because we briefly talked about that, was Toxic Zombies. And that one's right behind you. Toxic Zombies? Yeah, that one's a... It's a drug movie, because what they do, it's almost like... It's almost like um, Return of the Living Dead. Like, they have that drug, and I can't think of it off the top of my head now, that they put on to weed to try to control people from smoking weed so that they don't smoke weed, and it turns people into zombies. Well, Toxic Zombies is literally about people who smoke weed and turn into zombies. And I think it predates Return of the Living Dead. Huh. Which is interesting. Yeah. But that's, it's an okay movie. It's like, it's, it's, it takes, everything takes place in the woods. Okay. So everybody's smoking weed. It's almost like a 70s movie. Actually, I don't even know when the date was. But yeah, that Toxic Zombies is actually, it's not too bad. You know, if I wanted to see it because it was on, it was at Netflix. And I think they sold a used copy or something like it. It's actually kind of hard to find. What's another movie? What did we watch today? Oh. Spook. Was it Spook? Yeah. Spook. That's such a derogatory title. <laughs> <laughs> For what? Ghosts? <laughs> Ghosts. <laughs> okay, so the movie's called Spook, but the last O is a zero. With a capital K. Yeah, so S-P-O-0-K, which stands for Zero Knowledge. Yeah, uh, I have mixed feelings on the film, to be honest. Uh, it's basically about, if and like it's going to be hard for me to describe it because it was hard for me to understand what was going on when I watched it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I think all three of us. We sat down, it was Mike, it was my buddy Shogun, we call him Shogi Bear. Shout out, by the way. Yeah, but it's pretty much, from what I can understand, this guy who's a doctor or something, and he's developing a new kind of drug, some sort of mixture between LSD and stem cells that he steals from dead babies. Yes. And he from ma- fucking in, uh, mortal, uh, mort- uh, infant mortality, whatever, like when they die. That's what the zero K stands for, zero knowledge. Okay. So I think he extracts what he calls zero knowledge from a baby's head. And then he somehow developed, and this is where I don't. This is where it gets in the weird territory. And we we had this gets. discussion. Gets yeah. <laughs> so he's somehow able to create this drug and automatically have it produced and and put in blister packs. And you take it like oh yeah, a, like Alka Seltzer. <laughs> you take it like Alka Seltzer, and or he, uh, Neca wafers. <laughs> <Is that what laughs> Neca wafers. That's what it's kind of like. Huh? 
And uh, he wanted to go to this house in Spain that was supposedly haunted because there were some murders there or something. Right. And he wanted to prove that ghosts don't exist. Right. So in but order secretly, to... he wanted to prove that they did exist and yeah. he did believe in them. But And he did that by having all his friends take this zero-knowledge pill, Z- this spook. spook pill. I, I don't know what else to say about the film. Yeah, I'm... well, first of all, guys, if you haven't heard of this, it came out in 2013. Well, technically, it was released probably in 2014, I think. It had some releasing issues, probably, okay. like most movies. Oh, keep going, but we got to talk more about the film. But the, the actual director and writer is the same person. This is this person's directorial and writer debut. And I'm not trying to knock on him or anything like that, but the movie was a little convoluted. His name is Aldous Byron Clarkson. And to be honest with you guys, this is a very brutal movie. And that was oh. a high point for me. Oh, for sure. There, there's some. There's a scene in this movie that I have never seen in any other film yeah. ever, nor do I think I will ever see again in a movie. I think we stood up like at a football event. Like, you know how, <laughs> like, at football shows or movies, or I mean, not movies, <laughs> at football events, like, when guys are sitting around the TV, you know, like, I'm not into sports, by the way. I know what the but, word is. But when they stand up and they cheer, like, yeah, that's that. exactly what I did. Like, oh, I was yeah. like, woo, yes! I couldn't Thank make... you! But yeah, they... okay, well, let me say it like this. Before we get into that scene... Okay. Uh, yeah, because we got to get into that scene. The the film in general, the acting was exactly what you'd expect from a film of this budget. Right. So I can't really knock them for that because no. I, under, I understand what that's Dude, like. Dude, it was well fucking shot. Oh, I was going to say, the cinematography was good. There it was lo- a couple moments where I was like, eh. But still, for the most part, it looked pretty decent. Yeah, no, it, and it, it was well shot. And it had a lot of really cool gore. There's actually, I don't even think there's any CGI at all. It's all practical gore. All practical, all practical gore. I had mad props to you for that, Aldous. Um, Yeah, there was some really graphic imagery. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And And it was like, we're talking about grassroots, brutal fucking, like, practical effects. Just coming up with the best way you can do it. And they really did a good job. There's a couple of scenes where, like, a girl rips her face off because she's got acid poured on her face. Oh, yeah. She gets burned in some, like, fucking a bathtub full of fucking lysergic acid. Or not lysergic acid. (laughs) Back into the drugs. But, yeah, like, there's some pretty cool graphic scenes. Actually, can we get into that part? Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so the part that I cheered, like, a fucking football fan to. Same here. Um, there was a part, and it was so random. Like, it really was not expected at all, and it makes me laugh every time I think about it. So this doctor, it's really confusing because the movie has text, and it's almost like, hey, this is where it is at this time, but it goes into, like, severe details. So it, like, takes you back in time, but you have to read it, this really fine print, uh, of how, where they are, what's happening, and what they're doing. And this guy's having delusions, because apparently the doctor has been taking the spook. Yeah. The baby brain matter <laughs> spook stuff that he made. And he's seeing ghosts. He's, like, talking to these ghosts, talking to things that aren't there. And this naked girl sitting at the foot of his bed as he's ready to go to bed. And he's having this conversation with her. And to be... I don't honestly I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> um, one second they're talking and he's like, "There's someone in the corner," and then the fucking chick turns around. She's got the white eyes, the scleral lenses. Yeah, like the white scleral uh, contacts in. She turns around, jumps on him, <laughs> on his chest, bare vagina. Okay, 
And it it's kind of... <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. It did not look like a real vagina. But I think that's it was a, besides the I point. I think it was a flashlight, dude. dude. It looked like a prosthetic vagina. It it looked like a fuck device. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but regardless of whether it looked real or not, I was like, wait, is that a vagina? That's a pussy. And we both, Mike Mike was like, oh, what? <laughs> I was not expecting to see a big, like, big pair of meat curtains. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't a big pair of meat curtains. It just, it looked like plastic. But the coolest part. <laughs> the coolest part. The best. Dude, I can't. It still makes me laugh. Like, no joke. Um, so she jumps on his face with her vagina and then squirts out a baby. <laughs> All live action. Literally gives birth on his face. You see a greasy ass little baby midget come out of this prosthetic vagina. Oh my god. I, I, I gotta applaud the director, writer, everybody, because that was oh. that's a ballsy move. Dude, not only that, but like we've had this conversation before, like with the previous episode. When I think about like uh Fultry in Zombie Two right. and even in New York Ripper. Unyielding. Yeah, well, I think about, like, the outgaging scene. And in New York Ripper, the scene where the chick has her tit cut off. So when I think of this movie, the one scene that's going to stick with me is giving birth on a dude's face. Well, you know, and I agree with you. Okay. But in the same regard, like, <laughs> as plot-ridden as all of the Fulci movies pretty much are, Yeah. this one has less of a plot <laughs> than that those movies. Yeah. It, that part is literally the highlight of the movie only because it went there. Yeah. It went there. We were like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> like, and then it directly after the baby is coming out of the prosthetic vagina, <laughs> they put on the happiest fucking music I think I've ever heard. Uh, I know. It's, like, it's the biggest canned happy <laughs> song ever. Oh, the other thing, too, I want to talk about in regards to the movie was... Uh, oh, please. And I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I really felt like the director uh, watched maybe a bunch of paranormal films. Oh, yeah. And then just, like, watched Evil Dead a billion times. Yeah. About that. <laughs> I Okay, guys. Look. Paying homage to the favorite movies is a wonderful, wonderful thing in cinema. I think it's like, you know what? Thank you for making something wonderful. Yeah. And you see in a couple of movies that post, you know, like they post like fucking a couple of things in a movie. You're like, oh, that's from, you know, oh, that's from that part in that movie. And it's so cool that they yeah. had that in there. And it's like that one thing. Or they like in Shaun of the Dead is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. They use tons of references because it's supposed to be like Dawn of the Dead in a way. Yeah. Except they're being held up in a bar. Yeah. So it's like Dawn of the Dead, but Shaun of the Dead. And they do a lot of like record, the record scene. There's like all these different tips of the hat to the fucking, to the horror zombie movie yeah, yeah. industry. But this movie goes well beyond that. Yeah, a lot of the scenes with the Evil Dead stuff is like direct, like I don't want to say frame for frame. Blatant ripoffs. Yeah, and and like I said, I'm going to talk more about the director and stuff when we're done discussing the film. And I'm not trying to knock the guy in any way, shape, no. or form. Yes. Because I know how difficult it is to make a film. Right. I've been there. It's one of the toughest things on the planet. Right. But there was a few scenes in this film that were such a direct, almost, I don't want to say shot for shot, but so incredibly similar to Evil Dead. 
Right. It's not even funny. I mean, even the music. I mean, it sounded like... it was like, an homage to Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead 1. It bounced back and forth, like, kind of... Yeah. Back and... Like, 17 times, guys. We're not talking, like... Once or twice. And we're, and we're not just talking about, like, a tip of the hat. We're talking about, like, full-on boobs and full-on <laughs> junk. Yeah. Flapping in your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was pretty hardcore, man. He he was not shy about... No. ...showing his, his penis. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't shy about showing off his homage at all yeah it was a direct like i don't know if you guys remember in the very first evil dead or was it evil dead 2 oh which which scene are you talking about it was evil dead the very first one okay where his girlfriend gets infected and the one that gets stabbed in the ankle oh yeah okay she's sitting on the floor and she's laughing she's like (laughs) when her eyes look like she looks like a doll yeah and she's just got her legs crossed and she's sitting on the floor and she's just laughing while he's like crawling away or something. That is literally almost the exact same scene in it. And like while I understand that that movie is amazing and it holds a special place in my heart, I don't think you should recreate it. I know. And the other thing, scene two for me that was very direct, uh, very Evil Dead 2, where like uh, the... The the what are they called? Is the flaps on the doors? Door flaps? Oh yeah, they made the fucking window shades like yeah, close, the window open shades and open and close, open and, and close. they even did the camera in the same angle and the like Dutch angle and like have the dude standing there staring yeah. out the window. It that's it, directly Evil Dead too. But not only that, and it's so funny because our buddy was sitting with us in the beginning of the movie. We we're like, oh yeah, that was an homage, totally Evil Dead. And then he points out the clock, and he was like, hey, that clock. They're paying homage to Evil Dead again, like how they're doing the evil the clock when it's ticking, yeah. going back and forth. And I was like, okay, that's too much. Nobody would ever do that much. And then, sure enough, the next thing we see, the homage, literally the same song from Evil Dead Two, where the girl's like had her head cut off. She's climbed out of the ground and she's like doing the ballet, like outside. That's Evil Dead One, isn't it? It's like ding 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 ding. She's like, ah! <laughs> that song is in the movie. It, I don't think it's the same exact song. It is almost, yes. They cut it before it changes. That's weird. And man. I heard it. I heard it. It was the, I, I'm fairly certain it's almost the exact same song, dude. Damn, dude. But basically, uh, wrapping it up, like I said, I'm not knocking the director because he wrote the film. Yeah. I've been involved in production. I've done film work. Right. And I know how insanely fucking hard it is to produce a film. Yeah, and it's just our opinion. Yeah. It doesn't mean, like, I feel like people should watch it at least once. Well, yeah, because that, first of all, it's just... It's only $4 to rent. Yeah. Uh, we got it on Amazon for 4 bucks. Yeah, I think my, my biggest uh, advice to the director, if I ever talk to the guy, I don't know that I ever will. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good director. I thought, I really liked a lot of the stuff he did. Yeah, I think he's going to grow into, like, a better director. I think he just, I don't know what else he's written. Because the writing for me was the weakest point. It was a little bit weak, yeah. Well, because the film was kind of... And I've said this before. If Well, maybe I have. If you have to constantly tell the viewer what they're watching, right. th- then it's you're not telling the story properly. There was literally script on the screen, guys. Yeah. Cause you, like, every change, every subject was like... The 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 hiding, the 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 unveiling, the and then it had like a story underneath it. Like, like yeah. three sentences long. And it was like, before you could even read it, there's like dialogue going on. Yeah. So you're like trying to read it and the dialogue was going on. And these are all just like, 
I guess, beginner's woes. But the funny thing is, is that the movie's so well shot, it does not feel like a beginner's movie at all. And the practical effects is, like, really good. And so I'm anxious to see his next movie. So I want to see because I think... Well, he, he could go places. Hundreds of people that probably worked on the film, but you know what I mean? Or yeah. maybe not, but, but yeah, anyway, was... not to, to go on with that, I, you know, we just wanted to talk about it because we literally watched the whole movie today, yeah. and it blew our minds in good and bad ways, and that's what it is. But again, if you guys want to look that up, came out in 2013, or actually it was written in 2013 and made, and then it came out in like 2014, but it's called Spook, and it's spelled S-P-O, or excuse me, S-P-O- Zero, zero K. K. So if you're looking for it, you literally have to spell it out like that, or you'll never find it. What's another movie that you would say is a good um, drug horror movie? I got a couple I was thinking about today. One of the ones I'm going to talk about, and we can talk about shrooms that we watched earlier. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I think one of the top ones that I can think of is John Dies at the End. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not the a real drug. Sauce. Yeah, it's not a real drug. It's soy sauce, but that's the driving force for the entire film. And it's kind of like a comedy horror slash. Like it's a weird, weird movie. Yeah, I think the guy who wrote it is is some guy that Don Coscarelli, I think, did. I, it. No, he directed it. He didn't write it. Yeah, he well, he may have wrote it, but it's based on a book written by the guy who works for Cracked Magazine or Cracked website. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, if I'm correct. It's one of the films that I need to go back and watch again. Because when I first saw it, I was not overly impressed. Once the film got to the end, and I saw where it was going, right? it's like an origin story for like two like bizarro superheroes. Sure. I almost wanted to have all that shit happen within the first 15 minutes, right. or first act, and just see these guys traveling between dimensions, fighting fucked up monsters and evil. Well, so. I would feel like that would kind of be the sequel. Okay. In a way. I loved how it kind of took you on this ride. It really felt like you were tripping. <laughs> like when he's like, go buy a hot dog from the vendor. He's like, throw your phone away. It's broken anyway. Why are you looking? Why are you talking to it? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> and then he's talking. He's like, he's pick a hot up dog, the hot dog and start talking into that. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and you know what? One of my favorite scenes in that movie is is when the the detective comes into the trailer where the guy was storing all the the soy sauce. Yeah. The Jamaican guy that told the story about how he could read his future. Oh yeah. And they go in there, and he's in there, and he's like. You're probably wondering why I've got a can this can of gasoline here. <laughs> and like then he's like, I'm gonna pour it on this whole place and like kill you. He shoots him in the chest or whatever <laughs> and he hits the like soy sauce thing or whatever and he lives or something like that. Oh, I don't remember. Dude, that whole dialogue with that fucking detective is gold. I love that scene and that and that actor is so great for that moment. <clears throat> So, if any of you guys have seen the movie and you appreciate that part, like, say something, because I fucking love that part. We're going to probably shoot through a couple more here and then get into one movie that I think we both agree on that is a pretty good uh, drug movie. As it doesn't involve mugwump-jism? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's Naked Lunch. Okay. I would say that's kind of a horror movie. It's thriller, drama. Uh, it's, yeah, it's... I don't know where you'd place it, because it's so fucking bizarre. It's yeah. so strange. I mean, it's kind of a mindfuck flick. We talked about it in mindfuck right. episode. Uh, it does have horrific elements, but drugs are like a big driving force in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. There, and there's a lot of movies like that. And I would say it kind of fits into horror because there's some weird shit that goes on in there with the typewriters and stuff. Oh, yeah. Where they like, they're like, it's like a half a body and it's like humping them while they're having sex. <clears throat> yeah, it's got three different types of drugs in the movie, actually. Yeah. You got the insecticide stuff that right. it does. The The... 
the bug powder. The bug powder. He, you get the mugwump jism, mm-hmm. and then the whatever the fluid he gets from the uh, beetles, I think is another one. I think the mugwump jism is the methadone. Okay. I think the bug powder is heroin, and the centipede powder is also maybe maybe that's methadone. I don't remember because you're supposed to take methadone to kind of curb you from from heroin from heroin and they do he does the, he does the bug powder first which is like heroin and then he does the fucking centipede powder to protect it but I don't know what the mugwajism would be what would that be well I don't know I mean crack Burroughs Burroughs was was into dudes so maybe it was just about drinking jizz <laughs> it could be his addiction <laughs> to that well another one is um we we did watch shrooms today. Uh, which kind of has like a. If you guys haven't seen it. It came out in two thousand seven, and it it is actually not a bad movie, although it has some some real pacing issues. Yeah, like severe pacing issues yeah, towards the end. Mean. It's like it's not so bad the first half or less. It's like kind of cool. It's got some good acting and like these kids go out into the field and they pick fucking fresh mushrooms in Ireland. They go out specifically which- to trip. Which is which is one of the big problems I have with the film. First of all, why would you fly all the way across the planet and go to some Dude. fucking field in Ireland just to pick shrooms on your own? Why would you go to the top of a mountain with a bunch of drugs anyway? I know. <laughs> That's why. Because they're like, I the just want to have this experience, <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, to to sum up, shrooms, it's it's unfortunate because it just doesn't kind of flails. Yeah. It reminds me very much of High Tension. High Tension. High Tension. Which the, I liked High Tension better. Yeah, probably. It, it is, it's more entertaining. Um, but yeah, Shrooms, is, it, it's, it just lacks... Shroom. It's too long in parts. Like, I don't know why. Maybe not as long feeling as uh, Spook. Yeah, I remember... God, this, that movie felt like it was three hours long. I know. Like, I'm like, how long is this movie? It's going on forever. <laughs> right. I'm like, like oh. what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing to me? Well, then there's Evil Dong, which you have, said you hadn't seen. I have not seen Evil Dong. <laughs> Evil Dong? <laughs> we should make oh, it. Oh, <laughs> my God. There's a movie ready to be made, guys. Trauma? Trauma, Evil if you're Dong. listening. Lloyd yeah. Kaufman? Yeah. Hey, we want rights to it. This is documented. Evil Dong. Evil Dong. So, but Evil Bong, the original first one, and I think there's like four or five now. Good Lord, why? Um, the first one has <laughs> Chong from Cheech and Chong. Uh, Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. And it's not so bad. It's it's entertaining. It's it's really hard to sit through in the acting, uh, but it's about these guys that get a bong and it it's an evil bong. And <laughs> obviously, when you smoke it, it takes you into another world. I think they're in like a strip club or something in the movie. That's weird. But Did it like sucks tra- people in and kills them. Do you say it's Charles Band? It's a Charles Band movie. Okay, cool, cool. Which, if you guys already know, is from Full Moon. Yeah, he big he did, Full Moon guy. Oh, he did a lot of my like. Movies I grew up with, really. Oh yeah, all back in the day, like Doll Man and Demonic Toys. Oh and yeah, fuck yeah, dude. All that. I stuff. mean, and it's so funny because those movies, Full Moon movies, were like my one of my favorite. I just, I looked out for them like yeah. every time in the nineties. Like I was just like so ready. Yeah, dude. For those movies to come out, I couldn't wait to rush to the fucking videotape store and fucking rent those movies. <laughs> I remember Bad Channels and like demonic toys and then there was like doll man there were so many like bad channels was just one of those weird ones but but yeah charles band did it and it's i don't know it's a particular taste <laughs> so, i like the first one the third one's like garbage 
I haven't seen the fourth one, and if there's a fifth one, God help us all. <laughs> it's not horrible, but convince me to watch the rest, because I don't know. I kind of lost interest after the third one. Another quick shout-out to the Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite. It's one of the most Cronenberg-esque films that I've seen to date. It's very um, retro. Since Cronenberg kind of backed out of the mindfuck Oh, area. you're right, when he kind of went kind of mainstream-ish. Yeah. yeah. This has that, that aesthetic, that feel that I love Beyond the Black Rainbow in a, in a lot of ways. It doesn't really have a plot. It's more all about the feeling. Yeah. But it's pleasurable in a lot of ways because it kind of takes you in different areas. And the acting is so, like, dramatic and, like, serious. And the music is just amazing, dude. That is amazing. And and the guy who wrote the music, you can buy a, a fucking... He said that you'd only release... If he decided to release the music, he would only release it on vinyl. Oh, that's hardcore, dude. And when he did, it didn't even have the original tracks in it. And I think they actually did release it on CD because it was so popular. He really missed the boat on that one. But Dude. he's just a real big art fan. But the big movie that we, I think, would agree on, what would you say? Oh, dude. This one I've not seen in a while. Yeah. But it's definitely like, uh, dude, it's killer. <laughs> uh, not to, yeah, but that uh, brain damage. Yes, I love that dude. movie. Dude, yeah, uh, same dudes who made Basket, Basket Case. Right. Also Frank, Frank and Hooker. Yeah, brain damage, man. The guy, if I remember correctly, didn't his neighbor die or something? And then he found, uh, uh, what was the creature's name? Well, no, the, I think it snuck out of the neighbor's apartment. Okay. It but was the like neighbor this di- old couple. But the neighbor, they died, right, or something? No, they they didn't die because they, throughout the whole story, they're like trying to find this character, this creature called Elmer. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> by the way, um, well, let me just, before I get into that, Elmer is like this blue turd looking slug <laughs> that has the voice. And I swear to God, I think it is. And it's probably not. But I think I looked it up and I found out it is. And I thought it was the voice of the guy from the Adams family from the TV show, <laughs> like the actual TV show. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the same guy, but it's not. Oh, my God. Everything is crazy. <laughs> Hello, Brian. I'm here to suck your brains. Um. There is so many wonderful scenes in that movie. Like, I can't I can't even name. Like, some of the dialogue in it is so fucking funny. And so, like, spot on fucked up. But it, essentially, the, the slug is like... What is it? I think it's from outer space or something? I think so. Basically, it's like a, it's like a parasite. It's attached to him. And it's lived for hundreds of years. Yeah, and it, it needs to eat brains, but it right. can't go out and get brains. So what it does is it sticks its like tentacle or whatever needle into your brain and injects it like this hallucinogen right. that makes you trip balls. And you and don't know fe- what's... And taste, feel and taste colors. Yeah, and you don't know what the fuck's going on because you're too busy tripping balls. And then it kind of like... I don't know if it manipulates you or how it works it, but it makes you go out and kill so it can eat brains. So you trip balls for well, like... Well, I think it, 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 it cuts you off from even knowing that it's killing. You, you don't know. You're and too- then it jumps out and sucks on people's heads. Oh, okay. You could be right. Be, yeah, because there's that part where he comes, he goes out to the club and he's all fucking jacked up on shit. Uh. And he's like freaking out and like dancing at a punk bar in oh, like man. the 80s or whatever. And... uh which Frank Hennelotter is usually pretty good about, like, staying pretty hip. The guy goes to a punk club, and he meets this girl, and he starts making out with her. And then, like, they go out into the alleyway, and she starts sucking him off. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, ugh. But he's, like, really just having, he's, like, 
in ecstasy because of the drugs on his back of his neck. Yeah. That he injects into his brain. And it squirts all this, like, blue liquid in his brain. But the girl's, like, sucking him off. And the scene is, is, like, the fucking Aylmer, the, the blue turd, comes out and bites the girl's face, and, like, sticks to her head. She starts sucking off the fucking turd instead of his own dick. And then, like, it, like, wraps on her head and, like, chews into her brain and sucks out her head. Uh-huh. And then he kills, like, a night watchman in a junkyard or something like that. But, dude, one of my favorite lines, he was like, when I wake up with blood in my underwear, I want to know what happened. <laughs> He's like, what happened? Oh, it came from the blood, uh, from the brains of, of that guy I sucked out in the junkyard. What? Whose brains? What? Oh, it came from that girl whose brains I sucked out. You sucked out her brains? Yeah. Right through her mouth. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that. Dude. Some of the greatest lines ever. Uh, and then, sorry, man, I know I'm going nuts on this movie. No, it's a great, I haven't seen it. I gotta go watch it again. I'm gonna, you know what? We I, should watch it again sometime. Yeah, I got it at home. I should pull it up and watch it. Oh, you it. have it at home? Yeah, I have it. I, just, I haven't seen it for years, though. Okay. The, one of my favorite parts is when the, the couple that originally had Elmer, yeah. they were feeding it animal brains to oh. keep it tamed. Yeah. Because it controls your mind. It makes you addicted so that you do its bidding. Yeah. Because it won't give you what it takes to get high. And uh, they start freaking out. And I mean, when they freak out, they tear apart their entire apartment. And they start fucking shaking on the ground and foaming out of the mouth, Oh, go through DTs? Dude. (laughs) That is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. (laughs) But yeah, man. I don't know. That's a great fucking drug horror movie i guess no it's 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 killer man i mean it's not a real drug but it's definitely drug related it has a well and and you know what it reminds me of basket case in a lot of ways and in the movie they actually get on the train and they meet the guy from basket case oh he's sitting on the train with the basket (laughs) it's like a little cameo but it totally is in the same realm you know except it was his brother that was cut off his side or something like that man But, but yeah so, if you guys have any other suggestions for some drug horror movies or something like that, we obviously drugs. missed some, but we're all about finding out new movies that we could uh, kind of do. So, we try to come up with new themes, right? Yeah, dude, and not, not just any kind of drug movie you guys have that's related to horror, but any kind of themes that you think would be cool for us to cover. Fuck yeah, I'm down. Because uh, we, we need content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're running out of content. Call Holy now. One eight hundred content. One eight hundred god damn it. <laughs> uh no. Yeah, I mean we, we we get pretty creative, but yeah, man. We're really open. We wanna have like this open dialogue with anybody that is listening and anybody that enjoys what we do. And if you guys share what we do, it really means a lot to us and it goes a long way to help us fucking do more shit. So the more the more support we get, the more entertaining the show's going to get. Yeah. And we want you to be a part of that. Yeah. All I got to say before we sign out, it's another shout out to Laughing Horror Podcast. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. Hell we did. yeah. If you guys don't know, uh, the podcast is either up or not. I'm really sorry. I can't remember when. But we did a uh, tribute to Wes Craven on the Laughing Horrors Podcast. And uh, we'll put a link to him, his Twitter yeah. and his uh, Podbean uh, in the comment section. So you guys should check that out. We do a little bit of a cameo on that podcast and uh, want to give a big shout out to him. So Totally cool, man. 
Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much. Again, we'll be back on Monday of next week. Monday, Monday, Monday. September 5th. Holy shit. So we'll be back on September 5th, which is Monday at about 9 o'clock a.m., which is Pacific Standard Time, I think, at that time. Arizona time doesn't change, but anyway, just check for us on Monday check at check. BTV Cast on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Alex the Dark Unicorn, and on our SoundCloud, look for Beyond the Veil. Yes. Horror podcast. Horror and you'll podcast. find us. Pretty easy to find us, but thank you guys. Yeah, thank you very much. I think I pissed myself. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great night. Later, great guys. day. Love you. Love you. Thanks for stopping by, man.